Hello, welcome to this week's episode of Boss Woman, a podcast about women, comedy and business. My name's Katie and this is my mum, Karen. Mama said there'll be days like this, there'll be days like this, Mama said. Right, this week, what this have we got? This week, we The fringe is over! <laughs> we haven't spoken for about two weeks, it's ridiculous. No, you've been on holiday, haven't you? No, it feels so good to be back in your kitchen. I haven't been here for... I didn't come to your house once during the fringe. Not a single time. That's terrible. Oh, no, I came... Yeah, so it's beautiful to be back in your lovely house. Um, yes, we did, did it up in the old, in the old turret. Oh, the, the podcast that we... Um, recorded oh, during yeah. the fringe, and not all all of them are out yet. No, so we've we're officially on iTunes now. Uh, I wonder if anyone's found us though. I know. Well, it's all quite official and scary. So if people Google you, then you can find it. So we need to big up, big it up more, don't we? So people have to uh, review. Is us. it worth bigging up? That's well, the thing. I think the the early episodes are terrible. So just ignore the early episodes, and then from Norway onwards, it's quite good. Is it? I think so. All right then. Okay. Um, Yes, so please rate us five stars, five stars and above. Um, well, what you have to do is to walk to work and listen to Boss Woman. Yes. Is that correct? That, that would be nice. And yeah. then you have to rate us five stars. Yeah. So that, why? So why that do- more people see the podcast. The more five stars we get, the more high up the charts it goes. So it would be amazing to get some five star reviews. You can leave a review if you want to and say that you enjoyed it. If you did. If you didn't enjoy it... Um, you know, just maybe give us direct feedback rather than <laughs> leaving it on iTunes. Anyway, so during the fringe, we we did quite a few podcasts. We recorded about we've still six got or four something. to go, haven't we? Yeah, we recorded six, I think. So we've released two: Maisie Adam and Linda and Edwina, Edwina Lunn, Edwina um, Lunn, the lovely Edwina Lunn, and the lovely Linda Catalan. Yeah, so we've released that episode, and we've released the Maisie Adam episode, who was amazingly. Uh, nominated for yeah. Best Newcomer, mm-hmm. even though she wasn't sure that she was going to be. Congratulations, Maisie. Uh, Absolutely. And then we've got four more coming out. Do you want to tell them who's coming out, or shall we let them discover themselves? No, let... Uh, well, Zoe Lyons, who is now mm. on Celebrity Mastership, and actually, by the time somebody listens to it, maybe she'll have won, or she'll have been kicked off. But she's not been kicked off yet. No, she's doing well, isn't she? She is, she's doing very well. Yeah, she well. talks about that briefly in our wee chat. Yes. Then, who else have we got, Mum? Um, and then we have Henry Naylor, wonderful yeah. Henry Naylor, who... Our first boy. Our, our first, first ma- our male interviewee. I know, it was scary, but he was <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. Talked about uh, lots of things, including the Philippa Bracanza Award, which... We haven't said who won that yet, but we'll talk about that in a, in a minute. Bit, yeah. And then there was um, Kath Mainland. Mm-hmm. Kath Mainland, who was uh, the Fringe director CEO. three years ago. CEO. CEO of the Fringe. Three years ago, and our very, very close friend. Yes. And she now is in Australia. Mm-hmm. And um, there's one other, isn't there? Aisha Hazarika. Oh, the lovely that Aisha. That was our first, in- first interview and she was great, wasn't she? I know, she was fantastic. A very clever lady. Oh, she is, yeah. I felt completely out of my depth, but yeah. she didn't make me feel like that at all. She was absolutely lovely. Yeah, she was gorgeous. What a fabulous woman. And I, I want her for Prime Minister. There you go. <laughs> I've 
I, <clears throat> I will vote for you, Aisha, if she ever goes into politics. But we're going to continue doing some interviews, aren't we? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we met up with G. Lafferty today, who's, um, Who love? who's a fabulous Scottish stand-up, mm-hmm. and um, we're definitely going to chat with her very soon. Yeah. That's right. So are you going to tell us how we did this year? How did we do, Katie? The Fringe was great this year. Uh, it was quite a weird year for us, wasn't it? Because it was the most that you've ever stepped back. I couldn't believe it. Um, and I'm not really sure why it happened, other than you just weren't feeling 100%. So it was quite funny for our relationship, wasn't it? And I felt like we didn't see each other very much. Um, but it was a very successful year. We had a brand new team, and it was all a bit scary because there was lots of kind of gaps and holes and stuff that people didn't really know what they were doing and so that was quite stressful and there wasn't too many tears though no not too many tears and this team were super supportive of each other did you have a tear yeah oh when you never (laughs) showed me no i had a tear it was a very odd moment i was in the um office with our artist artist liaison daniel and uh he was just chatting away, you know what he's like, he chats a lot. Yeah, he's, and he's very camp. I'd been out dancing like... No, Felicity Ward was DJing on one of the Sundays and one of the Sundays was coming up and Daniel just said to me, oh, are you going to go out dancing this Sunday? And I just burst into tears. Oh, Katie. <laughs> I don't know, I got really emotional uh, just because I was tired and stressed, I guess. And uh, Daniel just came up and gave me a hug. Oh, yeah, it was... Oh, boring. I was... It was the halfway through the fringe and I was tired, stressed and getting quite lonely because it was the first fringe that I'd done on my own without a partner. So, it was... I just... I think you're better off without a partner during the festival, to be perfectly honest. Well, I'm... Just seeing... Good. Just seeing, and I think... From personal experience? From absolute personal experience, (laughs) completely. You can't get on with... The job at hand with a guy hanging around going, oh come on, why are you, why are you neglecting me? Why, are you? Yeah. you know, moan, moan, moan. Did you have that with boyfriends in the past? Absolutely. Well, they didn't say why are you neglecting me. They just were angry. But then, is it better to be with a partner that's part of it, or is it better to be yes. with somebody that's completely out of it? That's what I don't well, really. Well, one or the other. Yeah, yeah. One or the other. They either know what you're going through and are completely involved mm-hmm. and happy for you, yeah. or they're out fishing or, or yeah. doing their own thing yeah. and happy to do so but and let you get on with it. Yeah, completely happy for you too. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be the best way? That would be lovely, yeah. That would be so great. So if you're out there, <laughs> gentlemen, call like to attention. That we need one between <clears throat> 60 and 70 and another one between... Oh, yeah, exactly. Both single ladies. <laughs> 25 Maybe we should change the name of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, between 30 and 40. Oh, right. You've given me quite a, a range there. What was well, your 27, 27 to... Yeah. Yeah. And mine should be 57 to 70. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There we go. I'll even accept 71. <laughs> Right, to be perfectly Move, honest. Moving on, yes. back to the fringe. Um, you don't have any stories about past boyfriends being a nightmare to you whilst we're yes, on Yes, but I'm absolutely not, not going to talk about it because it's awful. Yeah, okay. It is terrible. There's nothing worse because you feel guilty and yeah. you get angry and you get upset mm-hmm. and you can't do your work properly and it's just awful. Yeah, so I had a bit of a tear about um, that during the second or third week, but that was just, you know, and that was actually the only tear that I managed to have. Um, 
which I was quite managed pleased to have. That, I, I, that I'd had during the fringe, so I was quite pleased with that because the year before I think I had two teary moments. So you know, oh, that's not well, too there bad. There you are. You're improving. I know. Next year, none at all. Yeah, You'll exactly. just be out there, out there. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So we had some great shows. Yeah, and we had an amazing program. I was really pleased with the program, and it was busy. And the um, yeah, we we didn't we didn't sell loads more tickets than we have in the past, but we didn't lose. You know, it wasn't a, a slow year. It wasn't a down year. No. So we were a bit nervous to begin with, weren't we? But actually, it kind of levelled itself out in the end, didn't it? Yeah. The the staff were. Nervous and there yeah. was a few tears there. Yeah, yeah. But all of them did a great job. Yeah, and for our brand new team, they were super supportive of each other, and I was really pleased with the and kind of we, the vibe that they created. All the artists completely noticed how positive and happy, and you know. Oh, we've just been voted the friendliest. Oh, we have, yeah. The friendliest staff uh, or uh, yeah. venue. No, the we had the friendliest friend. staff at the fringe. At the fringe, yeah. So. Yes, this year we also did a thing called Pink Wednesday, which is on a Wednesday that's traditionally known as Black Wednesday. So it's the Wednesday, the first Wednesday after the yeah, which two means for one. it's the quietest. Yeah, and it's called Black Wednesday because it's normally the quietest Wednesday, and it's the first day of like full price tickets and everything. So we did a thing called Pink Wednesday, and we um, had lots of bucket collections for uh, breast cancer, and all the staff dressed up in head to toe pink. And we did ticket offers and things and created a bit of a buzz around the venue. And I think it worked really well. And actually, because we did that, we released our cancer episode on that day, didn't we? All right. Our cancer episode. Your cancer <laughs> episode. Katie, you've not told it's me. Our pod- you haven't told me. It's our podcast, yes. Your Cancer. My cancer. <laughs> That's correct. And it is... Did you get much... I'm at the year anniversary now. Yeah, you are. The you anniversary, are. a year... When I was diagnosed, in fact, I would have been about to go in and be operated on. Yeah, your first operation. Was, yeah. Did you get much, many people contacting you about the cancer episode? I did actually, a few people on Facebook and that they didn't know. And Yeah, I was quite surprised by the number of people that... Well, I'm glad a lot of people didn't know. I'm yeah. one for putting it on Facebook and everything. And and the only reason I did it was because Stand Up for Cancer um, were doing a, a thing, they were an doing all, a 24-hour a stunt. A stunt, yeah, which was um, the lovely Joel <coughs> Domit. Yeah, gorgeous Joel Domit. Um, and he was attempting to do 100 shows in 24 hours. That's and great. they contacted us in, in July and obviously we completely latched onto it because of what you were going through at the time. And I had uh, long conversations with them, etc. And they were absolutely lovely and they they sat in the loft bar for the whole time they were there uh, when they weren't doing the actual stunt, mm-hmm. preparing for it. And um, our press team were fantastic. Yeah, you have to them. say, uh, Leanne Casey absolutely nailed Katie, that. Katie uh, Bapti. Yeah, she was She amazing. just looked after she them so well. Them and time. it made such a difference for the crew and everything. Like It meant that they did come and see more of our shows and we were so much more involved in it. So I'm really pleased that she looked after them. Mm-hmm. So they filmed him for 24 hours and uh, he did about 23 shows with the Gilded Balloon. Yeah. And which were at least two of them were with his pants down. I know he was naked in quite a lot of them. <laughs> he wasn't naked completely. I mean, he yes, was, he was, but he. I know. was at late in life and he got naked. So 
I want to know if they show that at the I don't filming. Think I don't. And they might show his bottom, but they certainly won't show <laughs> <Very> his bottom. <laughs> uh, yes. So that was great, and they were so. And he came and had a chat with you, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Uh, when he first arrived at I the venue, stood in front of. I stood in front of the gilded balloon like the mother of the gilded balloon. <laughs> did, yeah. <laughs> oh, come back! Yeah. Because obviously, um, Joel had done late and live loads of times, and you know they they yeah. learn their their trade. Their you yeah. know these kind of mad and, gigs. Yeah, exactly. So um, he was glad to be back. Yeah. Um, the only thing is, late and live isn't what it used to be. It was not the mad crazy. I mean, there's still a lot of drunken hecklers but um, yeah the, the fringe has changed a lot hasn't it and yeah it's there's so many late night shows now that you know but even i mean there's so many late night shows but ours being the one that starts up one o'clock in the morning people just don't have the stamina it's just mad how they don't have the stamina for it anymore and well, how did we all have the stamina yeah, exactly. is it because we but smoked I, and drank the or? thing about it is the attention spans that's what drives me insane even an, even an hour long show how many people get up and go to the toilet? How many people check their phones? It drives me insane. It's an hour of your life. I know. Sit still, shut up. And watch the show. Yeah, it's just like, I can't believe it. And then, so then going to Late and Live at one o'clock in the morning, comedy one until three, they're just on their phones, they're falling asleep. You know, it's really hard. So yeah, we're going to make some, we have to think about that show properly and it does need they to change. They could do it all in song. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they just, it does need to change for what? Is happening in the world, and that's well. Then a shame, I think we we do it as a all on screen or something. <laughs> I don't know. I there's, don't know. We need there's to... things to be. Yeah. Well, there's lots of changes to be. So made, it was quite a different year for you because of all this cancer stuff. And bloody Brian Ferguson got in touch with us about the cancer episode. He and said a, uh, Brian Ferguson. Is, his name's it, not bloody Brian Ferguson. The the very nice man that is Brian Ferguson uh, from the Scotsman. The <laughs> The whatever he is, entertainment. Um, you see, I'll be saying it wrong, and he'll phone us up. Shout to you. Us, yeah. um, culture editor? No, no, he's not a culture he's editor. Not, is he? He's not an editor. He's a reporter. Yeah, but he's the head of. Yeah, um, you're very important, Ryan. Anyway, yes. Anyway, Ryan. he's from the Scotsman, and yeah. he had listened to our podcast. Now, how he heard about the co- podcast, I don't know. But he listened to the podcast and he said he he phoned me up and said I was very moved. I know, I don't imagine. <laughs> and I went moved. How Nobody can imagine Brian being moved. So he interviewed us for about an hour and a half in order to put this in what I thought was a Sunday supplement or something, mm-hmm. which I didn't realise they don't have anymore. And instead, it comes along as a news story. Yeah, yeah. So that it wasn't very big in the Scotsman, was it? But when the evening news came, it was, it was a double, double page. It was Christ. so embarrassing. My God. I mean, a battling candidate. It headline, a, Karen Coon or, yeah. or um, festival guru it was a beautiful photo though not of me I've just of us the general no, vibe it was a of lovely photo was... but that's not the point the point <laughs> is that I've not been battling cancer I've just been getting on with just it just been getting on with it exactly. just and I'm now doing a, a trial with them which has been very a up and down trial yeah to help can- with cancer you've got to do it and it's a two year trial and, and you started um, it the week before the, the fringe, fringe. <laughs> which I was really pleased about 
So I was a bit up and down. There's no doubt. Yeah, I, I mean, it, feeling, but, yeah. but the thing is, I had to start the trial because I was picked out to take the drug. Yeah. You're picked at random. I was randomised, as yes, they call as it. As you say this, and I mean, nobody understands what you're talking about. Well, that's what they call it. You, I was randomised on because it's a Northern European study, and it's in Switzerland, and you're shoved in the computer, mm-hmm. and out it spouts. And so you had all the right the symptoms or, or yeah. whatever, yeah, yeah, to mean yeah. that you. T- you yes. were good. So I'm taking this. But you said it's only you and one other woman in Scotland that's on yeah, it. Yes. So so they said to me, yeah. So um, so I'm still attending the hospital quite a bit, and uh, yeah. So you were feeling a bit rough during the fringe, weren't you, because yeah. of this drugs trial, yeah. which. But was I wasn't ill. I, I had stomach problems because of this mm-hmm. drug, and they've now brought down the dose, mm-hmm. and I'm still on it, and it's fine. It's a bit better. Yeah, it's a lot better. Really? Yeah. Okay. The what I did want to ask you about was your stamina for seeing shows because honestly I probably saw one to two shows every single day of the Fringe, as an average. And well, that's a lot. I know, but towards the end I didn't see any in the last three days because I was so over it. How do you do you think? Well, I'm, I won't say my well, opinion. How do you do it? How do you keep your stamina up? And this is talking of past experience, not necessarily this year or last year or whatever, but. In back in the day, you must have been everywhere at all times. And a lot of people said to me, sorry, just listening to my own voice now, a lot of people said to me, you seem to be everywhere all the time, but I didn't feel like I was. And But how do you but keep you up that stamina? Because it was hard. <laughs> well, the one thing is you are responsible for seeing certain shows. Mm-hmm. It's really important. And I felt, today I felt terrible um, because I hadn't seen G. Lafferty's show. Yeah, you'd, yeah. Seen the, you'd seen... I'd seen the preview, yeah, yeah, but neither of us had seen the show during the Fringe, which, which I feel awful about. Yeah, yeah. which is... It's bad. Mm. <clears throat> and I think that's because G's here all year round and you think, we oh, can see her some other time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, no, exactly, but, yeah. But that's, get that's not good, really. Mm-hmm. You know, our responsibility is to, to see as much as we can, you know? Yeah. And it is about... You know, taking a little breath and stopping and going home and sleeping and then going and this show I'm going to see this. You know, mm-hmm. and make a timetable and do yeah, it. you were quite good at making your timetable. Well, well, somebody made it for you, didn't they? No, I oh, yes, but it was always wrong. <laughs> I don't mean that. Oh God, I don't mean they did anything wrong. They didn't do anything wrong. I mean. It was my for my preferences of what mm-hmm. I needed and wanted to see. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing is that we really have produced too much, a lot of Scottish work, yeah. which is great, and it's great for... We want to support that work, of yeah. course, but it's expensive. Yes, it's really expensive. And we're and only reliant on ticket sales, and we can't produce that much in the future that's right it's it's really really hard i got we're not a funded company that can produce that can pay you know actors fees and stuff from yeah, funded which is what we do yeah exactly. For, i mean i think There's a lot of theater shows as well that i we think were david said that we were we produced something like 40 shows which mm-hmm. i i deny because some of them were just giving a helping hand yeah. to but certainly over 20 mm-hmm. you know which is Hard. And I mean, our problem is that we don't have huge seater venues. Our, our venues are all quite small. Yeah. Our biggest is 350. So yeah, exactly. But there's you know. so many big venues on the fringe now. Like, that's what I noticed from this year is that there's EICC, the Grand, 
the new underbelly one like there's massive venues now so mm -hmm. it's not as if then there's not enough shows to fill that kind of capacity anyway so i know and and i think but it's like that we need to kind of get friendly with production companies that are producing work yes to bring it up rather than us finding work and producing it ourselves so um if we can get the right people to listen to our podcast yeah, perhaps yeah. they will phone us up and say mm, exactly exactly so see, in terms of I mean with seeing shows and having stamina to see shows I mean I, I have experience of digging nails into my arms just to keep myself awake during shows because you're so burned out and knackered and well but then you, but then mm. I guess you see the a star show and you're like oh this is what it's all about and yeah. obviously all of our shows are great, but it, the stamina of seeing show after show after show gets to you. But you get on with it because there's such great shows, and yeah. then by the end of it, you get ill, which you were ill in the last week. Yeah, you I had was a, ill in the last week. And by the end of it, um, you're broken. Mm -hmm. By the, You're broken and you're crying and you're... Well, I feel like I'm broken at the moment. I mean, I, uh, yeah, the, the downer that I got after the fringe was... Mm -hmm. And that's something that I wanted to ask you as well is about that feeling of being wanted so bad, like that you walk into the venue and everyone wants to talk to you, mm -hmm. and then that all just disappears. Yeah. In a in a single moment, like we do the late <laughs> the last late in live, you wake up the next day and then nobody gives a shit who the hell you are, and that uh, that has never been so uh, obvious to me before, and that that was a big downer after the fringe that I find that really hard it is and it's still hard now because I'm you know you're but don't worry they'll want you again I know but I mean it sounds it's really... all so false though isn't it I know I, I mean it's, I mean I probably sound quite false by saying how great it was that I was wanted for a month but it's just that I'm not necessarily it's, saying that I enjoy it I'm just saying that it's, I, it's the attention and you it's feel a, the change from one to the other is dramatic and it's yeah, towards the end I was just like, oh god, I don't want this to ever end. <laughs> it's like a drug. Yeah, exactly. Without you taking do. drugs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. I take no drugs. But it... I didn't take any <laughs> drugs! She never said anything like that I to me. I don't. In... I didn't. Well, well I should think not. No, not. Drugs are dangerous. <laughs> Sorry, Mum. Drugs are too... No, I didn't do anything like that. Especially um, not when I'm working. Doctors prescribe drugs, okay. not <laughs> getting Wise them on the street. <laughs> Carry on. Anyway, um, whatever you take, that's fine as long as you. I took only Baraka. You'll that's be glad fine. to know. <laughs> Except a wee cigarette now and again. But then, how have you coped with that downer in the past? You just—I mean—is that why you run away for a week straight away, or you know, do you? What did you do? Well, beforehand? that's only because I can now. I could never do that before. No, exactly. You know, and and you don't cope with it very well. Mm. I didn't cope with it very well, but I grew, I grew up, <laughs> grew up, grew grew out of it because I know that I'm going to feel like that. So I prepare myself for it and yeah. and decide that no, this is another year to go, and I've still I'm still here holding the baby. You know? Yeah, and there's still so much to do. To close this. Yeah, and that's why I do start on the accounts right away. I started on the Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. After, and started just because there's so many um, visiting company statements to do and you had so much mm -hmm. information to get. And well, while that's... I was away for that week, all the staff were putting all their costings together, mm -hmm. which they 
give out to you. Yeah. I mean, I think you still to get budget lines and everything mm-hmm. from them, and you know, all that has to be done. You know, so <coughs> we don't pay out till the middle of October because the fringe, the fringe don't. don't pay out till the end of Dece- September. December. Yeah. December. <laughs> September. No, beginning exactly. of October. And but we, yeah, there's still so much to do. But that the finance stuff is something that you still have complete reins on, and, and it's something that I would definitely like to. Uh, invest in is a accounting course because I feel like I'm completely out of my depth like all this VAT bullshit and oh, all these budget stuff I'm like learning from you but I'd like to have yeah but more. I've never had an accounting course and actually you have people I know, but for why that I Ian and Alec are the ones that are responsible for that and you know I know you ha- have no to understand it. it's no harm well, no, in no, no, it's good it if you want to do it of course of course it's a good thing to do I just feel really out of my depth at the moment with all the money side of stuff and I'd like to feel less out of depth. Well, while I'm still fit enough to keep going, then there's no reason why you should No, but the money's the shit bit. You don't want to do that forever. No, of course not. But, you know, I still like to have a handle on it. I mean, the one thing I think I'm quite good at is that it's in my head. I know know how where we're going to be. you're juggling it, yeah. And I think we're going to be very similar to last year, mm-hmm. unfortunately, because I would like to be a bit better off yeah. than last year. Mm-hmm. In fact, hopefully, but we might be worse, who knows? We just have to see how the next couple of weeks go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm aware that when we do these podcasts, we talk about things in the present and then people listen to them in the future. Yeah. And things have moved on yeah and one thing that we talked about a few months ago was uh, me doing some tv oh yeah yeah of course and that was turned down yeah it was and uh that was sad they said of course we'd love to work with you and and that's something that you really want to get yeah and i still want to do it but we'll see well, I think you just need to. I mean, if that's that's what you. Need but I'm to just saying that doing. we say things very positively in the podcast. Oh, this is what we're going to do. Oh, we're going to do it, and then we're not going to do it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, I'm very aware that you do do that. That you get really excited about little projects that are happening, and I mean, I do it as well. Looking, mm-hmm. you know, stuff that's happening at the moment, I'm excited by, but then it all passes us by because you can't make it work. So I'm mm-hmm. very aware of not over. Good getting excited too early. No, I mean. no, no over egging the pudding, as it were. As it were. Yeah. So, yes, the, thi- so the thing that I found most difficult uh, this year was in that first two weeks is being the middleman. Being the middleman between the staff and the artists. So, you have artists yelling at you, being really unhappy, and then you have staff yelling at you as well because they're not happy. How have you coped with that in the past? Because the first two weeks I honestly thought I was going to have a mental breakdown. And then finally, in the last two weeks, everyone calms their shit down and everything starts falling into place. And that's why you see at the very beginning, everyone's nervous at the beginning, mm. but it'll all be okay, you know? Eventually, yeah. But that's, and that's something that Michelle Buxton said to me that runs the garden in Adelaide. She was like, it's re- I always find it really frustrating that you start a fringe and you don't get it perfect. None, the team, the artists, nobody gets their show or the running of the entire, the operation of the whole place right until the, until last, the week. last day. Yeah, yeah, I know. And then it's all over. I'm going to tell you who won the Philippa Bracanza Award 
because um, which Henry and Henry Naylor um, we do on the last Friday with the, the Fringe. Fringe Awards with the Fringe Scotsman's First. Fringe First Awards and um, it was Henry Naylor and Felicity Holbrook who was in Echoes with, Phil- with Philippa. Philippa and the Philippa well who Philippa was will be explained in Henry's episode that's correct it's um, a lot a lovely episode about Philippa, a gorgeous uh, girl Philippa a gorgeous girl anyway the winner this year was Emma Denise Edwards in Power Play Funeral Flowers and she was heard amazing things about this oh, show oh she was absolutely gorgeous yeah. and we got some lovely photographs and she was so um, in fact she got a fringe first and she also got this award and the award that I had I got it designed yeah, it was was, was uh, a carve it was a it was Philippa had done a card a, a little drawing mm-hmm. when she was a young girl and um, this circular pattern wasn't yeah, it yeah and we put it on the award got it engraved with on her, this award with her uh, signature on it and it was just beautiful and um Emma was really really um grateful and she wanted to um, let the family, her uh, Philippa's family, know mm-hmm. how much she really appreciated it. Oh, that's so, so that was so nice. Yeah. Um, and we had gorgeous Maisie Adam. She was awarded best new. Uh, no, she wasn't. <laughs> she <laughs> wasn't. I wish she was. No, exactly. No, Maisie Adam was nominated for best newcomer, wasn't she? And she was not sure whether she would. And I think, I mean, you can never be sure how the, these things go. But I was so. God damn pleased for her that she got nominated. It's a shame that she didn't win, but, nom- no, but nominated is just as good. A clever girl. She's going to go far. Yeah, anyway. yeah, she's yeah. very. Um, yeah, I'm I think her interview. Her, her, well, her our interview with her was fabulous, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it a lot. Mm-hmm. And you've just been down, stayed with her, and <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm forcing her to be my best friend, whether <laughs> she likes it or not. <laughs> I'm sure she loves you, Katie, like we all do. So at the end of the Fringe each year, well, for the past two years, I've done a big feedback session with all of the staff. Well, I was going to tell, I was going to say we took them all to dinner, the management Oh yeah, staff. so we'd take them all out for dinner and it um, costs an absolute bomb. Yeah. And I'll be changing that next year. <laughs> if you don't mind. Um, well, well, have you done, tell people what you've done in the past. Well, I take them to um, The Outsider. Yeah, but who's them? The management and uh, supervisors. Supervisors. All, it was, all it the was normally man. It was a management dinner. Management dinner. Now it's all the supervisors as well. So it means it's about forty-five people. Yeah, forty-five. And the outsider, people. which is uh, rather pricey. It's a nice restaurant in Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. Um, and but they all love it and they're very appreciative. Of course, and, um, and they all deserve it. Of course, they all deserve it, but. I think we just need to figure out what we want to do going forward because it's a lot of like it's not until the Thursday. Have, as well. It's not as if they have a party. Don't have a, they have a party as well mm-hmm. on the Tuesday after it's all finished? Yeah, and then, and then we do a separate one for production as well, and which we put money into. So yeah, we just need to figure that out for the future. And I can be the baddie. You don't have to be the baddie. No, no. I actually said at my speech that Katie was doing it. I told the outsider as well. It was the last year. Oh, did you? Yeah, I told them. Oh my them. god, they'd be gutted. I said it's yeah, because we always give them such a Massive bloody tip. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm going to book the private room in Nando, so you'll be happy about that. <laughs> you won't. No, she won't. won't. She won't. I promise. No, I won't. We'll make sure um, it's something nice. But the outsider are very good good to us, so if by chance any of them ever listen to this, we adore the outsider. It's my favourite restaurant in Edinburgh. Yeah, they're great. And they're, they're lovely to us, so... So um, each year we do this feedback session at the end of the Fringe. Well, yeah. for the past two years I've done it, and... Um, the, it's quite intense and you've not been there for the past two years because you get quite angry and agitated when people are saying negative things but I guess what I want to ask you is about learnings each year because every single year even though the fringe is the same every year we do it every year we know what we're doing there's always problems during the fringe and actually bringing them into the following year do you feel like you successfully have done that in the past or do you think everything gets forgotten about and then we just make all the mistakes, same mistakes again well, I think because I was doing it on my own, I would make the decisions mm-hmm. about how we would change it. Mm-hmm. And now it's not like that. And, you know, the heads of department want to have their say and everything. Mm-hmm. You haven't actually told me how it went. You just said you do it. Yeah, no, it was good. It's hard. It is hard. Because um, there's a lot of... Well, they're you know, all criticism. very strong, creative people. Yeah, yeah, and have. I think, but the the thing, the way you have to approach these things is that it's they all want to help. They're not they're not saying it to be nasty. They're saying it because they want it to be better. So you have to go in with that mindset. And so it's difficult when people say this is shit, this is shit, this is shit. But actually, it's all positive, and we need to take it forward for next year and make and do what we can to improve things. But it's hard to improve things when. The fringe kind of is the same, and we have the same number of venues, and the ticket price kind of stays the same. So, you know, you can't really do very much without, you know, a big heap of cash and, you know, big or investment and big huge new venues. Yeah, exactly. And wouldn't that be great if we could get, you know, a seven hundred and fifty seater like the big boys? Mm, they are. You I mean, to find that's... the right thing to fill it, though, don't you? Of course. That that is a big. Mm-hmm. So we're putting a big question mark on yeah. the end of this. <laughs> yeah. And why is that, Katie? Because Katie has to now go and do her Norwegian lessons. Yeah, I've got a Norwegian class that I have to run away to. Um, but what have we got coming up next? So we've got the... Well, at the moment, we're doing the figures. Yeah. Um, Getting that over and with. that is going to take a good few weeks, but it's, you know, it has to be done yeah. and... You know, we have to make sure that they're correct, etc. And I'm going to get you involved in that, whether you like it or not. Well, I'd like to be, but it's hard to get involved in the right time, you know. And I'm going to start next year's programming. Yeah, I think we're going to get on top of that much earlier. Yeah, because we want to, and we're we're booking stuff for Adelaide and Melbourne. Um, Adelaide Fringe Melbourne Comedy Festival. <laughs> And we're doing uh, tours. We're talking about what tours we're going to do. Yeah, and we're and doing a little comedy club on Rose do- Street and we're in doing- the basement. That's right. And we've got a Christmas show. We've got a big Christmas show. <laughs> uh, Doris, Dolly and the Dressing Room Divas at, at Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. And that will be great. Um, and lots of good planning. Yeah, lots of planning. Let's do lots future. of good planning, Let's Katie. Do strategic planning, whatever the heck that is. 
for the future. Don't say you don't know what strategic planning is. No, I know, is. but it's all buzzwords, isn't it? They don't really mean anything. It's just like, let's think what, about what we want to what's do. What's our buzzword for, for this next coming year? No cancer. No, no. cancer. <laughs> remission. remission. Year of remission. R- year of remission. No, we've Re- had a... Year of commission. <laughs> commission. No, sponsorship, that would be good, wouldn't it? Oh, that would be fantastic. Uh, oh, that's what I wanted to say as well. Um, that would be fantastic oh, to get some sponsorship. Well, uh, we're looking for a sponsor for the podcast, aren't we? Because uh, this actually costs us quite a lot of money to make. So In my kitchen. In your kitchen, yeah. Um, well, to edit it and everything, it's costing us quite a lot of money. So if you would like to us to continue... Then <laughs> what if everybody goes no? If you'd like us to continue, well, loads of podcasts have um, what are they called brought to you by Judex, um, <laughs> Patreon things, and pe- oh, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, things that you can donate money to in order to keep going. Um, you didn't even laugh at my little joke. Sorry, I'd ignored everything that you just said. What was your wee joke? Sponsored by Judex. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, it was just a joke. Oh, that's- that's good, isn't well, what, what it? No, I, I want to be sponsored by Lush because I I'm obsessed with Lush. Oh, it's too smelly. Oh no, it's not Far too smelly. I've got a headache just thinking about oh, it. Well, sorry, oh, Lush is great. <laughs> Lush, if you're listening. Oh God. <laughs> um, yes. So uh, we'd like to find a sponsor for the podcast or for us to keep doing it. Um, and, and thank you would... all for being wonderful audiences and coming to thank the Thank you for balloon. coming to see live entertainment. Keep live entertainment alive. Alive. <laughs> alive. Alive. <laughs> um, so, oh, another good news oh, yeah. is that we are co-producing Tim Minchin's tour in Scotland. In 2019. Uh, yeah, okay. Awesome 2019. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, Just but... in a few months' time. <laughs> But um, Tim Minchin's back. Yeah, he's back touring. I can't believe it. Fantastic. I can't wait to see the show. I'm yeah. sure it'll be amazing. And it was Katie Minchin's 40th birthday just right after did the she, Did you send her that video, by the way? Of course I did. did and, she, and she read She read it. She watched it. Did they? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. I, no, not they. Oh, they didn't I, watch it at the party. Good. I don't think they watched it I hope publicly. Not. I, hope I'm not. Sh- I hope not, too. Because <laughs> it was very silly. Anyway... That brings us to a close. Do you like how I say anyway, and you say anyway, and then I say anyway? It's really good segues in this podcast. Yes, we're going to have to stop our anyways. Ums and anyways. We would love you to rate us on iTunes. Please uh, find us on iTunes, rate us five stars, leave a little review if you're enjoying it. If you're not enjoying it, don't and say in fact, anything on there. We, we are <laughs> up for... for um, What's it? Criticism? It's, um, constructive, constructive criticism. Please We're just send us it. a direct email rather than leaving <laughs> that on iTunes. No, but just say they talk a lot of tosh, but they're nice women. And they keep talking over each other, but yeah, <laughs> they're nice women. Um, yeah, rate us on iTunes. Uh, tell your friends to download it and and um, come and see our shows. And come and see all of our shows. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Bye bye.